Hey, good morning, my loves. Oh, wow. I guess I haven't spoken all morning. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to check in with you. I'm finishing up my, my courses. I have one more, um, well, two more exams, but I have to finish a, a module. Um, but uh, I wanted to address some of the, the content that some of my favorite content creators have been putting out. And it's really, I think, forcing myself and other people to further clarify or kind of um, reassert where we stand on certain things. So I think, you know, part of what I have to reconcile is I'm comfortable listening to different people and I will <laughs> take them out if I'm just if I'm not going a certain way. But um, one one thing I wanted to talk about is there's a lot of talk, like, for example, Umar um, Johnson is talking about, oh, he's going to have multiple women, bitch, where, where? Cause it certainly won't be me. Now, that being said, my stance, I've always been, um, more monogamous minded. So my idea of sharing peen, it just, it's not my thing. I feel like emotionally it's not my thing. And also, um, the way like, I feel like that a woman's pH balance is set up. I'm not finna, you know, share you with all these other women. Absolutely not. So, um, when you even think about all of the feminine hygiene products that are out there, I wonder to what degree how much of it has to do with just a lot of people sharing the same pain. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. That that one, um, you know, there there's, I will walk with you up until a certain point, but I'm not, and I'm comfortable with that, right? I think that part of the journey is, for a woman, is <laughs> walking that tightrope where you have to figure out how to love yourself. And I think that there are certain things that can trigger you, you know, if the idea of, um, of being celibate or never getting married triggers you, you kind of have to deal and settle with that. If the idea of, you know, reaching a certain age before having children triggers you, you have to settle that. Um, and so all of that being said, I'm at a point where I'm really comfortable. And again, I've done the, you know, I have, me falling in love. Was it reciprocated? No. Did they love me back? No. But I know what, you know, it feels like to, to really care about someone. Um, and I'm also okay with the idea of if I've said this before, but I'm not even joking with y'all. If I never have sex again with a man, I'm fine. I have no interest or desire in dating women. Never have, never will. Um, I think that, you know, I have my standards and boundaries in, in terms of if this person, if I were to ever, ever consider someone coming to my life again, not going to get married. We already talked about this, whatever assets I have are going to, you know, God, kids, niece, any other future nieces and nephews. Um, so there's no point in, you know, going down the aisle for that or or anything. So what it would come down to is, am I comfortable having a companion? Um, 
and having to go to sleep at bed, you know, at night with one eye open and worried about, you know, lies or deception or, you know, cheating. And, and so it's so much more easier for me to just do the things that I want, spend time with the people that I want to be self-sufficient. Um, and really, I, I really can't, it, it's really funny because even when I think about the last two relationships, I remember I was very intentional about making sure that I set myself up to be, you know, self-sufficient. Okay. is the best word, not independent, self-sufficient in the sense that I have a roof over my head. Um, I can provide for myself and, um, and, or take care of any children if I needed to, right. And, and do the 50, 50 thing. This is back, back in the days. And so I remember it was one of those things where it's kind of like, okay, I have all of that in order. Now it's time to date. And in those relationships, feeling the stress and the trauma of, you know, just not being, I think, with the, with the most um, emotionally healthy. And it was interesting, too. I was listening to, um, there was somebody did a clip of a young woman. She has braids on. And she was talking about how women can be toxic, too, even though we are kind of like maybe like myself. And I I actually agree, right? That's where you start to do the inner and the shadow work because it's like, um, what the way that she described it was you can be someone who sounds like myself. I'm not, you know, loud or ratchet or, or anything like that, but I didn't have healthy boundaries and expectations. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't want them. I, I went into those relationships with the knowledge that I had at the time and the understanding of what I had about relationships at the time but they were toxic. I didn't know, well, one, that men are not capable of love or empathy, okay? Didn't didn't understand that. Didn't understand, you know, the you know, pimpology perspective that a lot of men um tend to have views on relationships. Um talked about that a little bit and I think once every woman understands that, it just starts to get really clear of how you should move and how to move accordingly. I think also another important thing that I've learned was um, the the idea we talk so much about self-love and self-care so much, but it's one of those things where different people try to explain it to you in different ways. And I can say that I understand how to love myself and, and not go outside to really seek validation or to seek someone else to give me that feeling of of what it means to you know that warm fuzzy feeling of being loved um i know also some people have talked about the importance of being able to emotionally detach right um a lot of us are codependent and attached to people for love we want a child to love us we want a partner to love us we want the title and you just have to learn to detach emotionally from people i think that um um, I don't know. It's a lot to unpack. Um, I do believe, you know, there are certain things that I believe, for example, um, 
And you've heard me talk about this too. I really feel like if you're a man making less than 75,000, less than 140, 150,000, you should not be in these streets looking for for pussy, right? Like you need to just focus on getting your education, getting yourself established and then circle back and start to, you know, look for a partner that you can have a, you know, mm, there's there's a lot of conversations too around marriage and have a healthy family. But if you're if you don't have yourself situated and you're living out of a, you know, four by five box in Dubai or, you know, in a situation where you what you really need is a roommate, you know, um, and some mentoring and develop some some skills to be able to take care of yourself first. I don't really think that those type of men should be getting access to to sex. I really don't. I think that. um, And so then you have to kind of be comfortable with that, too. Right. I feel like even for women, we have to be comfortable with the idea that, hey, he could be good looking. He could, you know, have some height or whatever. Um, But if he doesn't have his financial stuff affairs in order, it's better to leave him alone. Right. And um, also there's conversations about, you know, just because you're a high earner does not mean you're a person of high character. I had to learn that the hard way. Right. So in the combination of me not understanding how men view relationships and um, still in that space, you know, where it's kind of like, oh, OK, well, I've taken care of myself. Now let me go find someone to love me was going about it the wrong way. My toxicity plus their toxicity. No bueno. Right. Um but what I was leading up to is then there's the belief that, yeah, this means that if women are choosing better, um, one of the criteria is going to be that the man is going to also be financially um, stable, financially self-sufficient, is that, you know, those type of men are going to have more type of women attracted to them. But what I'm not finna do is I'm not finna share this guy with everybody. I'm not. You know, um, it's not that serious to me. Um, and and as I close out here, because I do have to go, I, I do want to go work out in a little bit. I've been trying to go in earlier, but um, I, I probably am going to be a little bit off the radar for the next week or so. Because I'm, like I said, I'm finishing up my real estate stuff. I have to mail it in and then uh, my family's here and have games for my, 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 my niece that I'm going to and stuff and... Um, some other stuff behind the scenes, but um, yeah, just wanted to come on here and check in with you guys. I understand it can be a lot, and I think that even for me, I uh, it's different being a content creator because sometimes it feels like I have to come out and address every single thing that drops, but just because I can't right now makes me understand how comfortable I've become in my own skin, how comfortable I've become in just um, walking my own path and kind of drowning out the noise a little bit or kind of understanding how to um, navigate through some of the murky stuff. So um, yeah, I hope you guys are doing okay. My ladies are doing okay. And um 
the the humor helps a little bit, right? I know sometimes some things are serious, and I'm not saying to get goofy or anything like that, but it it really does help because it's funny. I will be on my phone just like you know um, doing different stuff, have my laptop in the background, and I I won't even go into which one of my content creators, but they will throw some little stuff in there. I'm like, are you serious? Oh my goodness, it's always good to have a good laugh. I got that from my mom, actually. Um, one of the things I know that my dad likes about my mom is that she she can um, laugh in any scenario and really um, lighten the mood. And um, I'm, you know, having her back around is, you know, back in the in the us is 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 uh nice because it just reminds me to tap back into that side and that playful side and um and yeah so like i said i i have come to the conclusion i'm not going to be able to figure out everything and discuss everything and where i stand with all the different content creators that i've talked about on here and their stances on things um but i've kind of clarified um, yeah, no, I'm not team community peen. I think that, like I said, when I'm, uh, moving forward, if I never have like a, a Mr. Musings of Divine Feminine or Musings of Divine Masculine, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Like I said, when I was, um, in my past relationships and coming out of it now, I think about how stressful the downtime was you know, and then I think dealing with the betrayal and the, um, cause it's, I've talked about, you know, one of my things that I think, um, kind of just adding fuel to the flame of what other, my favorite content creators have said, men don't really understand how to, they don't see women as human, I don't even think that they view them as people that they're capable of being friends with. And you even see that with the with um what happened with Shanquilla, right? Because she had her her guy that was supposed to be her guy friend, right? And even in those instances, he's not capable of understanding that we have feelings, that we have emotions, that, you know, um we have the full spectrum of happiness and sadness and ambition and drive. You know, even when I was talking about the other, um, when you look at how Bilal is with Shaida, he does, he's not treating her as, you know, cause I'm pretty sure he doesn't talk with his friends like that. Right. Um, and I, I kind of highlighted that it's kind of like, he just, and when I even think about my last relationships, because of how long they went in the line to my face, you know, type of thing, I didn't, I didn't deserve that behavior. You know, if, if you don't see a future with me or whatever, don't keep dragging me out day after day, after week, after month, and you are on to other things and you know, and you get the sense from me that I'm building a connection, I'm bonding with you that there's a possibility of something, you know, in the future, and you still keep coming around my face, and you still keep calling me, you still keep texting me, that's just outright cruel, you know, um, and 
Um, obviously, it's it's not just me. I think I'm pretty sure they do it to other women too. To to this day, right? Um, and even when you think about you know the relationships of people who are quote unquote married, it's like you you just see your partner as someone who's supposed to be your live in house care. You know, someone who's supposed to cook and clean and pay their bills, uh, you know, slash uh, roommate. But you don't really care how this person feels, you know, when they get promoted at the job or if, you know, they made an error at work and the boss is coming. You don't give a F about what, what what's really going on with, with their day-to-day stuff the same way that you would with your friend. You know, if your friend calls, you'd be like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, and, and you, the, the conversations are different and it's a, a little bit more lighthearted and you really care about that, like your friend. Now, there's been also some interesting, uh, another area that's kind of on my radar is conversations about friends, right? I know that with everything happening with the Shanquilla case, it's making me reassess, <clears throat> you know, and for the most part, I have good friends, but you know, reassess what those conversations look like. Because even when I was, uh, two weeks ago, I was talking about how, you know, I find it to be inconsiderate if you're staying at my place and you leave the front door open when the, when the heat is on, that's inconsiderate AF. But part of it is because you are not the most careful person with your things in your property and, you you don't understand utilities and um ho- like home ownership or or the things that come with it you know um and so if you don't understand it for yourself you're not going to understand it with with my things or how i run stuff right um but when i think about relationships i have with friends i should be able to call you and be like girl i just got to um um a job offer, I just got a raise and they'd be excited for me. And, you know, we can laugh about stuff or I can tell them what the boss said, or I can talk about, you know, just wanting to go out and have fun. I think that when you think about the relationships I have with my girlfriends versus with the quote unquote boyfriends that I've had, and then you start to understand, you know, back tested and, and see how men really are. It's like, yeah, no, they weren't Even my friend, you know, um, which was really a tragedy, I think, too. Because, And I'm not even sad about it. I don't even want to stay too much in this energy. But it's like I part of the reason I went through the grieving process so much is because with especially the last two first boyfriend, too, you know, in my mind, it's kind of friend going into companion, going into good times and and you just it's it's really odd to me that um like i said it was really eye eye opening when i was listening to and i've i i won't mention any um content creators here but if you've been with me for a while you know what i'm talking about it's like whoa that's what they were doing that's what that was about I, they never viewed me as someone that um they even liked as a friend and and it's crystal clear it's like whoa that that makes a lot of sense. So as I'm closing out, my point being 
you know, to me, getting into another relationship is just not a priority to me because I don't want to get back into that space where I'm like, you know, I think what I'm trying to, to say is it, it's it really like Fs with your mind when you understand that <laughs> they're capable of coming, like looking you in your eyes and having a conversation with you. Knowing damn well that, you know, there's no faithfulness, there's no loyalty, that there's no even friendship or camaraderie there. It's just, and I mean, um, the first one I was able to kind of catch it and nip it in the, in the bud, but the last one was just, I mean, three and a half years, you're coming in my face, you're, you're talking to me, you're having conversations with me. I'm sharing what's happening with me at, at my work. You're sharing what's happening with you. And, and but the whole time, just the ongoing deceit and manipulation and dishonesty and the betrayal, because to me, it's betrayal when you're confiding in someone, you know, and especially for how intimate that level a relationship can be it's like you're in and, and and I even talked about it too because I think that it should have been quick for him to realize I'm not like you know I'm not a promiscuous person I'm not out here with everybody so if I'm having a conversation with you right and I'm having a one-on-one with you and you see me having serious conversations with you it's not you know I'm not out here for the street, so you should have at least, even as painful as it would have been after one year, has been like, okay, you know what, let me let her go on her merry way, you know, type of a thing. You're out here being promiscuous. I just, I don't, I don't, and 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 here's the thing. I don't think that um the older men are any much better. So the older I get, it's not like I'm gonna you know, encounter a guy that has been that way his whole life. And also, I think that the manipulation happens even in the older ages, because now um, you can see where it's like, they want a hospice care person. And it was so interesting, because um, my parents, they still go to church. And so there are people that I still remember and I'm fond of that I grew up with. And um, I remember uh, uh, one lady, she got married. She had perfect retirement. She had, um, I think she had, is it one or two kids? I'm not sure. But she raised them by herself, very intelligent. They became very self-sufficient, you know, upstanding citizens. She did a really good job with her. It was two boys. If it wasn't one, it was two. And her son actually died. Um, he was uh, uh, had gotten engaged and, I don't know, something just happened with his heart and he just didn't make it type of thing. But she ended up marrying this one guy in her older age, had a dream wedding, sold her um, beautiful home that was out here and um, did the 50-50 thing with him. And his wife had just died. Like you can't make this stuff up. But I think part of why the conversations are so important is because you really don't know what you're going through until everybody starts to compare notes. And so her, his husband, her husband, his wife had passed away. And so I think in her mind, it's kind of like, oh, well, this is someone who has been in a relationship before and wants companionship. 
And so um, she got into a relationship with him. Well, he was, she's much more like an educated, professional, beautiful, beautiful home. I wouldn't quite say it was a mansion, but it was because the mansion is 8,000 square feet. So that's just me being, you know, but it was huge, beautiful home. So she, um, uh, you know, sold the home and went into 50-50 with him, uh, type of thing beautiful marriage um one of the most luxurious weddings i've seen um she had never been married before and it lasted all of two years my mom said that he tried to kill her um and um they had bought a beautiful home out on a like out in miami like not beachfront but it was definitely like um, like oceanfront type of property too. She was paying all of the bills and, um, and she had to shut everything down real quick. And this was, this was a guy from the church, right? Um, and, but also when there's talk about like a uh, hospice care stuff where their health is starting to deteriorate, you know, and, Still looking for roommates, still looking for someone to go, you know, pay half the bills with. I'm just not interested in it. I think that I don't want to be living on pins and needles where, pins and needles where I'm having to keep an eye only over my shoulder. Like, is this guy going to try to take money from my checking account? Is this guy going to try to, you know, be sleeping with Miss Shirley and, and all these other people? And, um... Just promiscuous. My pH balance is not set up for me to be sharing a guy with different women. I actually don't think that um, the promiscuous lifestyle is is made for our bodies. And here's why. And I've said this before. If we were really, truly supposed to be, you know, if I were supposed to have multiple um, men um, or share multiple women, I wouldn't be manifesting diseases, right? There's a reason why when a man is going back and forth between different women, it wrecks our pH balance. It's a reason when men are messing around with other men, they start to get the monkey pox and all this other stuff that, that goes with it, right? It's a, I don't... I don't think our bodies were made for us to be mingling juices and fluids, right? But that's just me. So, I don't know. When it comes to things like marriage and that, I'm going to just sit out on the sideline. I'm going to let you guys do your thing. But I'm not going. Until the next one, bye.